Hello and welcome to Your Life Rocks. This is the podcast that equips working Christian moms to create balance, clear the chaos, and reach goals in all areas of your life. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, your host and fellow working mom, and I am just so glad that you are here to hang out with us today. If you are a returning listener, thanks for coming on back. I'm super excited to share this episode with you. And if you are brand new, let me first start off by telling you what we are all about here at Your Life Rocks. You see, we like to believe that life balance is possible because Christ tells us that through him, all things are possible. And so on this episode, we talk a lot about life balance and we give you the action steps to really help you grow in all areas of your life that's how we define life balance here. It's about setting goals and intentionally moving towards them in all areas of your life. Specifically, eight areas of your life. We always consider faith being that first area that is really more of a foundation that everything else sits on. The other areas are things like your marriage, your parenting, your career, your health, your finances, your home, and lastly, friends and fun. If you want to learn more about Your Life Rocks, I invite you to check out yourliferocks.com or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Instagram, we are your.life.rocks. So I hope that you come on over and follow us over there. Now today we are diving into our family category of life and I'm super excited for our guest interview that we have. Today's guest is Lindsay McCarthy. She is a wife and a mom of two kids and she's also the co-author of Miracle Mornings for Parents and Families. In addition to the book, she's also the creator of GratefulParent.com. Now, Lindsay grew up in Pennsylvania, and she still lives there today with her family, where she enjoys writing, gardening, and playing field hockey. That's not something you hear from someone every single day, right? So cool. Now, Lindsay also loves to travel, and we're talking a little bit about one of her favorite trips as we get into this. So as we get into the interview, you will get to share a little bit about that from her. And what I really love about Lindsay and from interviewing her and the tips that she provides, you will glean this from her. She truly has a heart for kids and and helping them live in a really positive, genuine environment that really helps bring out the best in them. And I don't know about you, but as a mom, that's really what I want for my kids. I want them to know God, build a relationship with him, and just have a really positive foundation in which they're going to build the rest of their life on. And the tips that she has to share today on how you can implement a miracle morning for your kids will help you do just that for your family. So I'm super excited. So I won't make you wait any longer. Let's get right into the interview with Lindsay McCarthy, author of The Miracle Morning for Parents and Families. So before we kind of jump into all of the good stuff that you have to share for us, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure. So my name is Lindsay McCarthy. Um, I actually grew up in Pennsylvania. I have two kids. Uh, My son, Tyler, is eight and my daughter, Ember, is four. And I've been married for about 10 years. And I guess a fun fact about me is that I played Division I field hockey in college. I think that is kind of a fun fact. When I was reading your bio, I was like, field hockey, that's awesome. That's not something you see every day. And your journey to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro, four months pregnant. I think that that's a pretty fun fact as well. That is another fun fact, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So was it, because I know like training for a mountain climb like that takes a really long time. So were you like already just so into the training that it didn't really matter or kind of talk to me a little bit about how that came about? 
yeah. So my husband at the time, he had a business coach and this business coach would take his clients on these really fun adventures. And so this year they were like, we're going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And they were allowed to bring their significant other. And so when we signed up for the trip, I was not pregnant. And we found out I was pregnant after we had paid for the trip. So, um, you know, and I had already had all my shots and stuff. I actually was pregnant, but didn't know it when I got my shots. And uh, so the doctors kind of said, well, you know, you'll be fine or the baby will be fine, but you might suffer a little bit more. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm I'm all right with that. And um, yeah, so for training, uh, my husband grew up in Colorado. So we went out to Colorado and hiked a bunch of 14ers out there, um, just trying to get used to climbing at altitude. And Kilimanjaro is unique that it's a really tall mountain, but it's not hard to climb. It's you know, there's no technical parts where you have to have any rope or anything. It's literally just walking up a really big mountain. So. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. So if you ever do want to just say that you've climbed a mountain, that might be one of the, I don't want to say easier ones because I'm sure it's brutal, but (laughs) at least there's no like hanging from a rope from the side of a cliff or anything like that. Yeah. It's, you're less likely to die on Kilimanjaro than any of the other seven highest peaks. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Uh, That's something I can get behind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So one of the things with Your Life Rocks is that we are all about balance and you managing your career, having your kiddos, this book, all of this amazing stuff that you're doing, climbing mountains. Um, (laughs) Talk to us a little bit about what balance means to you. Yeah. So balance for me is it's almost a myth that balance even exists in my mind. It's like, if you're putting all your energy into one thing, chances are another area of your life might be, you know, not as, as up to par as you'd like it to be. So for me, it's all more about counterbalance. Like if, if I'm getting too far into my work, how can I back off of that and spend more family time or vice versa? If I've kind of lagged behind on work, how can I, you know, get caught up in, in an efficient way so that I'm not taking time away from my family, which has always been my number one priority. So I love that you say that. Cause that's actually the whole mission behind everything with your life rocks is, uh, when we talk about balance is because that's, that's really what, um, so many people I think are kind of stuck in, right. Where it's, it's that mentality of all or nothing and one thing or the other thing suffers. And that's really what we're here to try to, to help women out with is, is to be able to be very proactive and intentional about their life so that they can be in balance so that they can do it all. Of course, we can't do everything every single minute, but we can find that that rhythm and those systems in our lives that allow us to be able to spread that focus out and still be able to move amazing mountains in our lives. So I love that you think um, that it's kind of a little bit of a myth for you because that is what I love taking on as a challenge. So I'm super excited to have you on sharing a little bit about this because I know for me, one of the things that really helps me a lot with maintaining that balance and that intentionality in my life is my morning routine. So talk to us a little bit about how your partnership kind of came in with the Miracle Morning. Yeah, so um, Hal Elrod wrote the original Miracle Morning, and then since then, he's kind of broken it down into a series going into different 
uh, niche markets. And we met him through an organization called One Life Fully Lived. Uh, he was the keynote speaker in 2014 and again in 2015. So after we heard him speak in 2014, we went out and, you know, I got his book and read it on the airplane on the ride home and started implementing it right away. But as we, my husband and I, as we started implementing it and getting up earlier, our kids started getting up earlier too and kind of interrupting our morning time. So after some like trial and error, we're like, man, how can we solve this problem? And then luckily my three-year-old daughter answered the question for me. <laughs> and she said, mommy, I want to do what you're doing. And I was like, Oh, mm. duh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, of course she wants to do what we're doing. Like we're, we were jumping on a trampoline, yelling at ourselves in the mirror. Like that is unusual to a three-year-old. <laughs> Maybe looks kind of fun. I was going to say, <laughs> probably looks like the ideal morning for her. Right, exactly. So we're like, yeah, why don't we teach them how to do the lifesavers? And so we started teaching them. And as soon as they kind of figured out that it wasn't all playtime, that it was you know, they had to do stuff. They started sleeping in again. <laughs> then we got our, our morning time back and, you know, we could really dive into the savers, but we, we kept teaching them little pieces along the way as they were receptive to it. And then in 2015, we actually met Hal Elrod at the same, the One Life Fully Live conference. And I went up to him and just said, hey, I want to thank you for writing The Miracle Morning. We've been doing it with our kids and it's really made an impact on our family. And he was like, wait, your kids do it? He's like, my kids don't do it. <laughs> he was like, how'd you get them to do it? And so we kind of had a conversation. And a couple of weeks later, I woke up with these poems in my mind and, and different exercises parents could do with their kids to get them more into um, a morning routine. And I, I sent it to my husband first because I was too afraid to send it to hell. <laughs> but my husband approved and we sent it to Hal and he wrote back because he told me he was working on a kid's version so I just said hey if you can use this in your kid's version feel free and he wrote back saying no I want you to write the book with me he's like can you would you be a co-author and we can tell parents how to do this and I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk through that door sure yeah, and so the partnership was was born. Oh, that is so awesome. So for those of the listeners out there who maybe are not so familiar with Miracle Morning, maybe they've heard about it, but they haven't read the book, um, what are kind of some of the key principles? And of course, I want to encourage everyone, go out and get the book, read it, get it on Audible, like whatever. Um, but what are kind of some of those key things that that stand out that make it just different than like getting up early and having a morning routine? Right. So... Um, the Miracle Morning, it's basically just a framework. It's an acronym um, called the Life Savers. And SAVER stands for silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. And um, Hal kind of went through a really tough time in his life after the market crashed in 2008 and was kind of down and out and was searching for what do really successful people do in the morning to start their day. And, you know, somebody said, oh, I meditate. And then another person said, I, I can't live without doing a workout first thing in the morning. And, you know, so every person he searched 
for information from, they all had a different thing that they swore that made their day. So he's like, what if I tried all six? And he started doing that and it completely transformed his life. He went from being in debt and like about to lose his house to a really successful business person in a really short amount of time. So then he decided to write this book to share it with other people of, you know, how they can do what he did, basically. I love that. And I I love hearing stories about people who just, uh, they're in a position where they are kind of desperate and they go searching for answers and are able to find those answers and turn their life around. I mean, that's mimics my story so very much. So anyone who missed that, go back and listen to last week's episode. Cause I kind of share a little bit about that from my story and how I created life balance membership and everything in there. Um, so this is incredible. I love this. I think that our listeners are really going to value this. So for those of you looking for your own personal routine, go out and get the miracle morning, but really for our kids. So those are kind of the benefits that he received from doing this. What benefits have you seen with your children and as they've been kind of putting into practice this framework? Right. So actually the framework for kids is a little different. Um, That's kind of why this book is unique because we introduced a new acronym just for kids. As we started doing the savers with our own kids, um, you know, some of them didn't quite work for them. And at one point my son actually said, mommy, I don't get it. Why do I have to save my life? And, you know, as adults, a lot of us seek out personal development when we are kind of down and out and in this place of desperation. But for kids, you know, they haven't really had those life experiences yet. It, so it wasn't really, um, you know, the savers, he couldn't wrap his little head around that. So I said, well, let's, play with the words, you know, we can make up a new acronym. What do you want to call it? So we started playing and for him, scribing was really difficult. And my, you know, my three-year-old didn't even write anything yet. So (laughs) we changed that to creativity. And then for exercise, we wanted to also um, have a healthy breakfast in the morning. So we changed that to health. Affirmations, we kept the same. I think it's so important to get a a positive mindset in the morning. Um, reading, we kept the same. If your kids are too young to read on their own, you can do audiobooks or read with them. Uh, we combined silence and visualization and made a category called meditation. And then we added an S called service, where, you know, the kids are, they know it's not always about them and they develop some compassion and, you know, how can we be of service to the family? at school, outside, in our community. And so we created the charms for kids, which again, it's creativity, health, affirmations, reading, meditation, and service. Oh, that is so good. All right. So I'm excited for this. One of the things our listeners are are really accustomed to are some real actionable steps, like some, some things that they can take and apply right away to their life. And I know you have seven prepared for our audience. So I so want to thank you one for being so generous with these seven tips, because I know just in looking through them myself, I'm excited to implement some of these with my kiddos starting like soon <laughs> tomorrow, maybe even. So kind of walk us through these. What would be that first step for someone who is wanting to have those same benefits for their kids? What would be that first thing um, to kind of set this process up for them? Other than of course, go out and get the book. <laughs> Yes, read the book. That's always helpful. Um, But another tip is just 
you know, help your kids get organized around it. So um, in our house, we have a little miracle morning box. So in their box, they have a journal, they have a book that they're reading, they have a little sand timer that they use for meditation and exercises. Um, they've each created a homemade affirmation book that helps them with their affirmations each morning. Um, so that, I guess that would be tip number one, just help them get organized. Beautiful. And so when you're kind of thinking about like a timeline for this, so maybe someone goes out and they get the book or they're just listening to this podcast and they're, you know, wanting to get started before the book even arrives from Amazon or before they can get to a bookstore. Um, cause I know you also talk a lot about like doing things the night before. So do you recommend like doing the box and then kind of like, how do you introduce this to your kids to kind of get their buy-in, I guess is what I'm asking. Uh, my recommendation for that is always do it yourself first because I'm a big believer in whatever we're passionate about, our kids will also become passionate about. So the very first step would be do the miracle morning yourself and, you know, start waking up and spending a little time for on personal development yourself um, so that you can pass that information on to your kids. But yes, for sure. Um, the night before is a big one. I think the more prepared you are the night before and even having a bedtime ritual with your kids where they lay out their clothes for the next day, they brush their teeth, they, um, you know, make sure that Miracle Morning box is ready for the next morning is really important. I love it. So number one would be kind of like doing it for yourself first and then getting organized as far as getting the box together um, and then kind of starting that bedtime routine, right? Yes. And then, so if you're doing your own miracle morning, can you do it right alongside of your kids so that they can really see you in action? Or is it best to kind of get up before the kids and do your thing and then help them with their thing? Or does it kind of migrate between the two? Yeah, for us, it's kind of a combination of the two. I usually get up at least 15 minutes before them just to get you know, my silent time. Cause that's really hard once the kids are awake. <laughs> and um, I also, yeah, I like to start on my reading and, um, my, do my journal before they get up too. But if for some reason they wake up early or, you know, kid, you have to be a little more flexible when you have young kids. So if, if that doesn't happen, I still integrate mine in with theirs. So I might get them started on a creative project and then finish my journal and my reading. Or we might read together and I might just read them what I'm reading. And they, they get a lot of benefit from reading The Miracle Morning or another personal development book just as much as we would. So it's okay to read your kids' adult books, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree because they're interested. I mean, I even listen to a lot of like my favorite podcasts um, you know, in the car with the kids, even if they're like business related podcast or career leadership related podcast, because I want them to kind of start to absorb some of those mindsets and those bigger ways of thinking and even just a different way of learning, which I think is important too. And I think it's incredible how much our kids actually pick up too. You know, my son will say stuff sometimes. I'm like, where did you hear that? <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, it was, oh, it was on the radio when we were in the car. I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> You do listen. <laughs> yeah, right. Selective hearing. <laughs> I love it. So when you were first kind of introducing um, the charm framework to your kids, 
and you're really teaching it to them, do you have it like written down somewhere or do you just kind of guide them through the steps or are they, how aware are they of like the intentionality of each one of those pieces of the framework? Yeah. Well, when we first started out, um, you know, charms didn't exist yet because we created it. Um, but they, so at first they had a savers checklist and, um, as we changed it to charms, then we created what we call a charms tracker. You can get a free one online. I think the website's um, tmmbook.com slash parents. And if you go there, you can get a free charms tracker for your kids. And it, you know, it just goes weekly and they cross out every time they do one. And it, oh. it just helps them build the habit. That's awesome. Yeah, and we all need, <laughs> I know for me, I need checklists too. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's awesome. So we'll link to that website in our show notes for sure. So people can, can get that tracker. Yeah. Um, we've laminated ours. So then they can just use a dry erase marker. And then at the end of the week, we just wipe it off and they start over again. So. <laughs> brilliant, Lindsay. That is so brilliant. I love dry erase markers. In fact, that's one of the things that my kids, um, have picked up from me, which I never expected. And I didn't teach it to them, but I have things written on my bathroom mirror in dry erase, like oh, uh, yeah. Bible verses or just like questions to kind of think about every morning, things like that. And my son started writing stuff on his bathroom mirror with dry erase markers too. Not like super powerful like quotes or anything like that, but just like reminders and stuff. But I thought, oh, well, that's, that's good. I'm glad that you picked up on that. Yeah, we're big on dry erase around here. We actually have full walls that are dry erase boards. So. That is my dream house to have like a room with all of the walls being dry erase boards. <laughs> you would that. like our house then. I think we have at least three, <laughs> three full walls that are dry erase boards. That is awesome. That is so awesome. I love it. <laughs> All right. So one of the things that you said that I want to come back to, which is uh, flexibility and kind of allowing for a little bit more grace, because I know for a lot of parents that I talk to, and even for myself, mornings, like I have my solid morning routine that's full of peace and all of the things. But then as soon as my kids get up, it's like, get dressed, get breakfast. Like it becomes like a stress incubator, which I hate that that's how they're starting their morning. So that's why I really want to implement this. But kids are kids and life is life. So talk to us a little bit about how you recommend people to stay flexible and allow for grace? Yeah, I think it's so important to have flexibility, especially the younger you, your kids are, the more flexibility we have to have with them. And the, the charms is actually in a chapter called playfulness. And that's kind of the spirit it should be in. It shouldn't be something like a new chore for your kids to do. If you present it that way, they're not going to want to do it and they're not going to get any of the benefits from it. Um, and it's also, you know, it's not a competition either. Like, don't make it like, oh, how fast can you get your charms done? Because then they're just going to make sure they check off the boxes and they're, again, not really going to get the benefits from it. So I think you just have to let them do as much as they want to do and don't kind of force it on them. And at the same time, when they do do it, like, oh, that's awesome. You did your affirmations Um you know, then they'll start doing it on their own more and more too. Like our eight-year-old, we don't even have to tell him to do his charms. Like he just gets up and he does it and we don't even have to remind him and I'll come down and he already have them all checked off. And I'm like, that's great, buddy. <laughs> you know, like, And then, you know, it changes the conversation because instead of 
me being like, okay, hurry up, get your shoes. I'm like, hey, what did you do for creativity this morning? And he gets to share generally something he's excited about, like, oh, I made this new paper airplane and watch how far it goes, mom. You know, and it's, it's just really elevated everything in our household, I feel like. <laughs> like the conversations we have are different in the morning. The energy in our house is different in the morning, but it's all because I just allowed it to happen and I didn't force it. Mm, I think that that is so beautiful and so brilliant too, just um, to be able to look at back at that and just to be able to see that it just, um, you allowed it to happen. Because I think sometimes when we look at different systems or different things that we want to apply to our lives or to our families or our schedules, like it's so forced. But that mm-hmm. just like brings about so much like <laughs> conflict and rebellion and everything else. But if you just allow it to happen and give the space for it to happen, I, I love that. I think that's amazing. Yeah, like we don't want to create power struggles in the morning with our kids by introducing this new thing they have to do. Like make it really fun. Like, hey, guess what we're going to do this morning? And um, so another tip is make it a game. When we first started out, we created this um, a a dice that has all the charms written on it. So I would get them excited. Like, Hey, you guys want to play a game this morning? Like we're going to play the charms game. <laughs> like, Let's roll the die and see what comes up first. Oh, reading. Perfect. Why Emmy, why don't you pick the book today? And that is brilliant. <laughs> oh, that should win like a parenting award right there. I think that that's amazing. <laughs> all right. So I'm dying to ask you this question because, well, there's two questions. Number one, Um, I'm thinking about kind of like my morning routine that my kids already have right now, getting ready for school and how much time it takes them. So when I think about like a miracle morning for myself, it requires me getting up a little earlier. So how much earlier do kids need to be waking up than maybe they typically are without the miracle morning? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. Like every family is kind of different. So I think that's a question you'd have to answer for your own family. Uh, we actually homeschool, so we're a lot more flexible in the morning. We don't really have to be anywhere at any specific time. So some days, you know, our miracle mornings will take two hours and other days it takes, you know, 10 minutes. But another thing we talk about in the book is kind of having this, you know, when your miracle morning is done, then we can do something else. So for in our household, that's electronics. So our kids know that, you know, don't even ask to for your iPad if you haven't done all of your charms. So it might take our kids until four o'clock in the afternoon to finish their charms. And that's okay with us as long as, actually, and some days they never do their charms and they also never get any electronic time. So, you know, that's kind of the motivator that we've picked in our household. Um, so I think. It's something the parents kind of have to choose. And probably figure out best. Because I'm also thinking about uh, with my different kids that I have, like my eight-year-old, I think he would be all over this. Like it'd be no problem to just integrate it into what he's already doing. Um, Just because he does already do like health stuff in the morning and reading in the morning. Like it would be pretty easy, I think, to add in the other charms. Mm -hmm. Um, However, my 12-year-old who is like preteen years, it's, it's like torturous just to wake him up, like to get his eyes (laughs) to open. And even then, like he will grab his blanket and like go lay on the couch and we have to like, okay, you have to get in the shower. Like it's a constant, like 
dude, come on. So (laughs) just trying to think, um, you know, what are kind of the ages that you feel like are best suited for this? I mean, I definitely think there's huge value if I could get him to do this, but I'm just trying to think how I could fit it best into his morning. Right. Um, I mean, the typical age range I think of is kind of like three to 10. And I think kind of once they get into those preteen years, you know, they're a little too school, too cool for school, you know, like, and their sleep (laughs) patterns also change. So it's a little crazy to me that school starts as early as it does in this country, because, you know, research has showed that teenagers literally need more sleep than we're giving them. And they, their bodies like to sleep a little bit later and go to bed later. So um, I think what you could do for the preteens is maybe ask them, Hey, I'd really like you, or I don't even know how to frame it. (laughs) I don't have teenagers clearly. (laughs) (laughs) And what Um, I'm thinking, like, even as I'm asking you this and thinking, and we're talking about it, maybe summertime would be the best time to just kind of get them into the habit um, because it's just a couple weeks away. And then when we come into next year's school year, which starts even earlier, because he'll be going into middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can kind of, I can ask him like, how do you think you can take some of those habits and integrate them into your morning? That way it's more of like his choice and his control. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like kind of put the ball in their court. Like, Hey, would you want to do this after school or like what time, when would be the best place for you to fit in these habits or, you know, so- So that brings up another question that I have about miracle mornings in general, because there's um, certain clients that I have coaching clients or people in our community that whenever we start talking about early morning routines and having quiet time with God and things like that, they immediately are like, I am not a morning person. (laughs) Like the thought of waking up at 5am or earlier just kills my soul a little bit. (laughs) So um, I'm a huge morning person, but a lot of people I talk to are not. So if is this like really only going to be impactful if you do it in the morning or is it going to have more impact if you do it in the morning versus another time in the day? Or does it even really matter? I mean, there definitely are studies out there that say it's best to do it in the morning. And, you know, we kind of have more control over our time before 10 a.m. than we do after 10 a.m. That's when interruptions kind of start trickling in and, you know, our day can get taken over by other things. So it definitely is better to do it in the morning, but I think you'll get benefit if, if you're just purposeful about making sure you fit it into your day somewhere. Like when my kids were really, really little, like still um, babies, it wasn't very practical for me to do it first thing in the morning because I was up half the night with them. So I always made it a point to do it at their first nap. And, you know, that it might have been 1030 in the morning, but I made sure I took that time for me. And, you know, I read and I meditated and I took the time that I needed to get myself centered, clear and connected so I could be a better parent for them. So I don't think it, it's a huge disadvantage to not do it in the morning as long as you know you, you can be disciplined about setting another time apart and protect that time for personal development. Good. So that kind of fits into <laughs> the next uh, tip that I want you to share. But before we go there, because that's going to be the last tip, I just want to review the tips that you've already shared. So number one is kind of doing it for yourself, getting that before your kids. So you have that quiet time for yourself. 
Number two is teaching your kids to have their own charms framework, kind of that checklist, which we will link to in the show notes for sure. Um, staying flexible and allowing for grace with your kids, which I think is probably going to be the hardest one for me if I'm being completely honest, but <laughs> we will do it. Um, number four is um, to kind of combine the savers and charms and integrate kind of what you're doing with the kids. Number five is to help your kids get organized. I love the box idea. Now, is there a spot like on your website or anything where it has like a list of what goes in the box or what you have in your box? Um, I think I do have it on the resources tab on my website. Okay, perfect. So it's definitely in the book too. Good. So we will make sure we link to your website um, as well as to the book so that way they can get that. And then number six was to start the nighttime routine the night before to kind of get them onto that right groove. So number six, I know you're talking about kind of piggybacking on other habits already established. So talk to us a little bit more um, about that one because I think that'll be really important for integrating this for ourselves or for our kids. Right. So, I mean, you were saying your son already kind of has a morning ritual. Like he might get up and brush his teeth. Like, Hey, how about we add affirmations right after you brush your teeth? So it's like you're piggybacking on a habit he already has in place to make it easier to integrate in the new habits. I love that because it's, it's so smart. I mean, that's, you know, there's so many um, studies and everything that show if you want to have a habit, just attach it to what you're already doing. And I can already, and that's for me, like what starts to click as soon as I start to think about how I can integrate this for my eight-year-old is really what is he already doing that we can just enhance or make it a little bit more intentional or purposeful. But I think that that's really great. And I think it really ties back too to what you were saying about, you know, when you, your baby was first born, you would do it during that nap time. And I think having starting to create that habit of when you do it, I think is really, really important too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Awesome. Well, any other tips that you have uh, to share with us around Miracle Mornings for Families? Yeah, I just always go back to just make it fun because, I mean, if life's not fun, what's the point? <laughs> for ourselves too, like it, this shouldn't be another chore that we're doing either. Like this should be time that we're excited for and that um, you're like, awesome, I get to wake up early tomorrow so I can read my book or write in my journal and it should be something we're looking forward to not like oh I gotta wake up really like <laughs> <laughs> totally you know one of the things uh I do because I, I I say I'm a morning person but honestly I would love to stay in bed but one of the things I do is I label my alarms when it goes off at 4 30 in the morning it says your coffee and your blanket is waiting for you because it's like something I look forward to is drinking my coffee snuggled up with my blanket and reading in the morning so um it just makes it something to look forward to versus like, oh, it's cold outside of these cupboards. I don't want to get up because <laughs> who does? Well, I want to thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming on the show. Now, before we let you go, one of the things we do every single episode is we talk about um, a Bible verse. So Lindsay, what Bible verse do you have for us today? Yeah. So my all-time favorite Bible verse is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. And I just love that verse so much because, you know, there, there is something bigger out there that's guiding our, our pathways. And if we can just take that time to connect with it, um, we'll know exactly what next step to take. Mm, absolutely. I love that verse as well. It's my clarity verse. I love it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I want to thank you so much again for coming on and sharing so generously with our audience. Now, if people want to learn more about the Miracle Morning for Families or about you and want to get in contact with you, what would be the best way for them to do so? Um, Well, you can get the book right on Amazon or Audible if you prefer to listen to it. And I have a blog. It's um, www.gratefulparent.com. You can contact me through there or on my Facebook group, which is the Miracle Morning for Parents and Families. Beautiful. Beautiful. And we'll make sure we link to everything, Lindsay, in the show notes. Thank you so much again. And um, we'll have to have you back on soon. All right. Great. Thanks, Jenny. Good stuff, right? I know for me, um, I'm going to be waiting until summertime to implement this for my kids. I was going to start my youngest son on it right away, but he likes to do everything his big brother does. And with his big brother being a tween, I just, I cannot make him get up any earlier and provide a little bit more structure to his morning because it's so hard to get him up as it is. So come summertime, we will be implementing this as a family and I am super excited for them to just start seeing some more positive results from it and really empower them. So I'm really excited to implement this with my family. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and I'll be updating how that journey goes once we get there. Gosh, summer break is just a few weeks away. It seems a little nutty to me that we are moving so fast through the year and it is almost summertime. So I am working on some awesome tools to really help you guys with a summer survival kit. So if you want all of the updates on that, make sure you pop into our Facebook group. You can search for it in Facebook. It's Your Life Rocks community. Or if you just go to yourliferocks.com, we have a big button right at the top that you can push and it will give you instant access to the group. And while you're there at yourliferocks.com, you can find the show notes for this episode and all of our past episodes right there for you so you can get all of the information that Lindsay shared nice and easy at your fingertips. The sponsor for this podcast was our very own membership, lifebalancemembership.com. Now, the cool thing with our membership is not only does it have the entire life balance system in it, not only does it have our 90-day intentional goal setting system in it, not only do you have the digital version of our life balance planner and all of the resources for all eight areas of your life to help you grow closer, but we also make all of our content for free for our members. And this includes our Rebalance Live Workshop. Now, Rebalance is typically an audio course that you can get anytime at yourliferocks.com. But every quarter, we do a live group coaching session. Now, this is a 14-day workshop that happens online, virtually, so everyone all over the world can participate in this workshop. In addition to daily lessons, accountability, an amazing workbook that's going to help you go deeper, we're going to be talking about things like doing a stress assessment to figure out where your life is coming out of balance and how we can get you back on the road to balance. We're going to talk about things like your schedule, time management, your habits. We're also gonna be talking about things like your relationships and the tools that you can use to really build a structure of success for you as you create more balance in your life. Now you have access to everything we talked about, including an incredible community for a ridiculously low monthly price. So you can go to lifebalancemembership.com to learn more about that program. Well, that's a wrap for me today. I hope you all have an amazing and blessed week. And until next time, Keep building a life that rocks. Bye.